We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi everyone, this is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor for Search Engine Journal, and today on Marketing Nerds, I have our Senior Editor, Danielle Antos. Danielle, thank you for joining me today. Hello, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. So, we're switching it up today. We're not doing a freelancer's forum. I know. We are going to talk about content, specifically big pieces of content. Yes. So I know at SEJ, this is something that we've kind of stepped up our game on in the last year or so. So we just released a white paper about content marketing. Um, When we recorded this, it was the week of October 12th, and that's when the uh, white paper came out. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about our experiences with creating big content and how it can help your company. So, Danielle, I know you were the project manager on this project and then for some of our other projects. What kind of kicked off the pro- the white paper project, and how did you get it started? Um, we mostly just decided we wanted to do a white paper, to be completely honest, which I guess isn't a very <laughs> exciting answer. But the point was, is we had done in depth, we'd done ebooks, um, we've done one or two little ebooks, uh, usually for PubCon, and those do well. But it's not; it doesn't have the depth of the white paper, and so we're wanting to get more into like the really in-depth information and statistics and stuff like that. So that's why we decided to do a white paper. And it started out by just getting the idea going. So the benefits of doing a big piece is that you can create lots of pieces of content around it, right? So you do spend a lot of time and energy creating one piece of content, which can be hard for brands that are like, I can't get a blog post out once a week. How am I supposed to do this? Um, So breaking it down into tasks is definitely the the first step. Let's break it down to something small and manageable so that we can, okay, this week we're going to do this. And breaking it down and having, you know, a time period, okay, it's going to take us three months, something like that, it makes it a lot more manageable when you're doing something big. Yeah, it doesn't seem as um, intimidating if you break it down into steps. Right. So I think what we did, and correct me if I'm wrong, is we kind of outlined the chapters first. So what we wanted each chapter to be about, like the history of content marketing, because content marketing has actually been around since the 1800s, I think, right? Yeah, there's actually some indications of content marketing, as if you want to call it that, in cave paintings of like how, like what kind of spear to use hunting and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. But like the really obvious examples were, uh, I think the Jello packets, they would, they created a booklet of recipes for Jello in like, I want to say 1891, 18 something or other. So yeah, it's, it's a lot older than most people realize. Yeah, one of my favorites is the Michelin guides. Um, so Michelin yeah. Tires actually started those as a way to get people to drive to different restaurants all over. And that's why some of the awarded restaurants are so far out in the country in the middle of nowhere. It's because Michelin Tires thought, well, let's, let's create these you know, celebrated guides and awards that will get people to use our tires more. And that, I think that that is just real ingenuity and a good example of content marketing. Yeah, what's fascinating about that is how it kind of splits the brand. So you've got like Michelin Man, right, who's that white puffy guy. You don't really connect that with like high end. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I watched something like Anthony Bourdain. I love him. Um, 
and he's going to one and two and three star Michelin restaurant. It took me a while before I connected those as being the same brand, to be completely honest. But yeah, it's really smart because you're not you're not necessarily thinking about tires when you're thinking about going to a three star Michelin restaurant, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it, I like content that they're honestly doing their audience a service. So I don't really like content that's like, oh, here's an ebook on everything we offer and why our company's awesome. Instead, you know, doing an ebook about how to put together a PPC campaign from scratch for beginners or something that's actually useful, I think the audience is going to get a lot more benefit from it rather than a long piece of promotional content. Oh, absolutely. Like we did, um, and this is going to come off weird, we did the guide for PubCon that we just came back from. So we created a little passport to PubCon, we called it. I was really excited about the cleverness of that title. I think you came <laughs> up with that, Kelsey, actually. I did. I did. Um, so it was a little hand booklet. And what we did is we included, um, we had like four or five team members pick out their top sessions. We talked about when, uh, all the after parties were most of the PubCon ones. Uh, it had a lot of good information, it had profiles of some of the top people that were there. So like, uh, who was there this year? Guy Kawasaki, uh, mm. Brent, you, Brent I think were even in there. Yeah. And so people could see it had the person's name, their title, a little blurb about them in a photo. So like if you saw them, you'd be able to, you know, hopefully introduce yourself or, you know, not be selfie. creepy. Right. Selfies are, oh, the selfie sticks were amazing. Um, <laughs> so the whole point of that was actually just to be helpful. That's truly was our goal. Yeah. Uh, we, we love going to PubCon. We have a blast there. So creating something like that, our purpose was not really to sell. It was just to create something like we referenced it. Um, when's that party night crap it, to have it right there was really nice. We did include a media guide. So, and that was, I think the whole thing was 28 pages front and back. Yeah, so that right. 28 pages. And I think three of them had our media guide. So our goal was not to sell necessarily at all. It was to be helpful first. And actually I think the person who talks about this the most is Jay bear. I have a career crush on him by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does the utility book. I love that book. It's an amazing book. And that's what he focuses on. It's it's helping first. And it's so hard, especially for marketers, to switch off of selling. Yeah, it's 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 hard to not try to mention yourself. I think marketers struggle with that. Yeah, and if you work with agencies and if you work with clients, like I tend to work uh, with small businesses, mostly restaurants, it's really hard to get them to turn off the selling. It's yeah. really hard. Well, and I, at PubCon, I attended a session kind of about native advertising. So um, a good example, BuzzFeed does a really good job of this with their sponsored content. Mm -hmm. So they'll create content for sponsors, and it's labeled as sponsored, but it's really cool. It's like really fun stuff. Like I, I, can't, even, I can't even think of. They're just like fun quizzes that happen to tie into the brand. And so I think a lot of content marketers should be expected to kind of step up their game and put the quality first. And then, you know, if it happens to slip in at the end some information, that's going to go a lot farther than, you know, trying to only promote yourself throughout the entire thing. Right. And big content, it's easier to do that, right? Because you're trying to create something huge. And you, even if you want to talk about yourself, you can only talk about yourself for so long, hopefully. So yeah. when you create these huge pieces of content, 
I think it's I think it's a lot easier and it comes more naturally to most brands when they're doing a larger piece of content to make it more useful first. Well, and you don't even need to mention yourself in long content because I really think that you can utilize content marketing to um, set yourself up as a thought leader. So that's kind of what we did with our long guides. So we have like a we have a search guide, a social media guide, and then content marketing. And they're really ebooks that are published on Amazon and then on our site. They're, I mean, besides maybe our logo in the corner, I don't know. I don't even know if we have that. Um, they're really just really high quality content that we wanted to put out there. And that's setting us up as a thought leader in our industry. So, you know, when you're creating pieces of content, I think you should go that route versus how can we slip in a promotion to ourselves in this ebook or white paper? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it might be honestly a little bit easier for us because we're publishers versus a brand that's trying to sell, say, an SEO tool or, you know, a social media planner. So I do think we have it a little bit easier in that sense because our one of our main goals is to educate and people, right? So That's true. At least from the editorial side. So I think we have it a little bit easier, but that doesn't mean that other brands can't do it. So if you say, I'm just using SEO tool because there's a lot of them and that's something easy to say, you could still develop a complete SEO guide. You could create a complete SEO course if you wanted, and that would be a huge piece of content. And the goal would not be on every page to be like, and also, come see our tool. No, it would just be, if you want to learn everything there is about SEO, we're a trusted name. This is a guide that tells you how to do it. So later, and you, in my opinion, shouldn't mention it hardly at all, later when they go, oh, I need a tool, that brand, I learned everything from then. I bet you that works really well. That should be the sentiment that you're going for versus even the BuzzFeed ones sometimes get a little sticky to me. There's one yeah. that was like, I think you used it in a presentation. Maybe it was like 10 things you only remember if you're Canadian or something weird. And it was some sort of like pie. Yeah, it was like I, for a dessert pie. Right. It's only in Canada. I had never heard right. of it. Yeah, I hadn't either. And then at the end, it's like, oh, and by the way, we're coming back. And I was just kind of like, eh. It made me feel a little icky at the end. Like, uh, I, I'm I just like, eh. I mean, because it was funny, and it was cute, and they did a really great job, and you get to the end, and then they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, our pie, and you're like, eh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, another thing that kind of I, I like but makes me feel icky, I feel like there's a fine line. So Buffer, which I know everyone on the SCJ team loves, we use it. <laughs> I do love Buffer. For SCJ. I use it for my personal clients and my personal stuff. Um, but we syndicate some blog posts from them, but we don't have a connection with them or anything. But um, their blog is generates huge amounts of traffic just because the content is seriously amazing. They actually have, I think, two or three blogs. So they have one about social, and then they have one about their open practice because their wages, mm -hmm. their salaries are public, anyone can see. And then I think they have one about creating a startup by the founders. But anyway, all of them are amazing. And uh, what they do in their content is as their, they'll link to other articles in the content. So if I, right. if they were writing a post about Pinterest and they've done a study about Pinterest, they're going to naturally link to that. Now I will say sometimes they get a little overboard. Like sometimes there's like eight links to other pages on their blog within one article. To me, that's a little bit overboard, but I do think yeah. it's smart to link to your own related content um, when it fits. 
Yeah, and I think we do that too, but usually yeah. I think we try to limit it to one or two unless it's just stupid makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason you can't talk about yourself in these big pieces of content. Like we do, I know in the, we reference the big guides pretty often mm-hmm. uh, because we're proud of them, right? They're good pieces of content that we truly believe are useful. Yeah. And I believe in the guide because they are ebooks. They do link to some of more of our popular items. And yeah, there's definitely nothing wrong with that as long as you're not consistently selling. Yeah, it just needs to be natural and useful. I mean, I don't mind reading a ton of content from Buffer if it's all useful and all going to help me, you know. And that can be hard to see from the inside, to be honest. Yes. Right, because you're just like, well, is this is this useful? Like, because of course we think it's useful. We wouldn't yeah. have created it if we didn't think it was useful. Exactly. Um, so maybe sometimes getting an outside opinion on that can be helpful. Yes, I, I agree. Know. You know, one thing that um, I think is really cool that SCJ hasn't done yet is do annual studies. So I know Search Metrics, who we've partnered with to do our SCJ Summit conferences this year they do an annual ranking report using their software and then I think Moz does an annual it's either local search or just SEO in general report that everyone looks forward to and that's a really good way to set yourself up as a thought leader in the space with a report that people are looking for and then it also has um, original research then that people can reference and use to shape their own campaigns. Yeah, the research is definitely definitely important. So it's really easy to get caught up in the creating the very basic, the very kind of medium line mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And essentially regurgitating over and over. I'd really like to see us do a big research project. I don't think I think a lot of them are survey based. So they're not I mean, they're usually really deep data driven, of course, but uh some of them I think you could do survey based just to get a lay of the land. And that's a huge piece of content you can do that's not going to require a whole lot of manpower on your end, which yeah. is good. Yeah, if you just do SurveyMonkey, which has free and paid options, and then you could do a gift card raffle. So, you know, take this five-minute survey on the state of the B2B marketing industry, and you'll be eligible to win one of uh, four $50 Amazon gift cards. I mean, you'll... You would be surprised at what people do for a gift card. <laughs> so um, that's always, you know, that's not expensive. That's 200 bucks. Plus, if you have to use the paid SurveyMonkey platform, um, pretty, pretty low cost to come up with some original data. Right. And I mean, that's even considering the cost of doing something different and needing to pay your people hourly, right? So like 200 bucks is pretty minimal. Yes. Well, and then you might have some costs in advertising to get people to do the survey. So, right, um, Twitter, Facebook, click uh, PPC ads, whatever. But you know, it's really something, especially if you have found that your industry hasn't been doing a lot of unique studies. That's a way to differentiate yourself from competitors because your customers are going to see that you're doing these studies, and they're going to know that you're committed to furthering the industry which is going to hold you in a higher esteem, I feel like. Yeah, and it's not a bad way to earn links either. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're, if you're doing it to be useful, and I think that's the biggest thing, is if your main goal is to be useful, first and foremost, I don't think you can go wrong. Yes, I agree. 
So um, to kind of wrap up today, I, I wanted to also touch on breaking up content into chunks or into other pieces of content, which is something that I kind of presented at the SEJ summits this year, um, kind mm-hmm. of repurposing content. What do you think uh, the other types of content people can use to get the most bang for their buck? I think with the big content, it's really, it's an easy way to create a ton of content, right? So Mm -hmm. we have, we haven't done this, although it would be kind of cool. So we have the history of content marketing as one of the sections of our guide. We could just as easily take and create, like they have those sliding bar graph type things where it'll, you know, left to right. Yeah. Or you could do even just an infographic detailing the entire history of content marketing. And you could use that to promote the white paper. Um, we've had Albert, our writer, write one or two articles just related to content marketing as a whole that still relate to some of the aspects of the white paper. So with white papers, you have that, like, okay, we have the webinars, so that's a big piece of content that we create four different pieces of content around. We do the video, the slide share, the recap post, and a long-form post. Uh, if you're doing an ebook, like we did, say, the content marketing guide or the SEO guide, I don't know how much extra content we created around that, but I think we reference it a lot. So it is still connected to a lot of pieces of content. So like no piece of content is created by itself Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be, and it should be connected to all the other ones. So there's tons of ways (laughs) to take a big piece of content, break up the chapters, um, delve deeper into data, right? Because you have a limited number of pages if you're doing an ebook or a white paper. Even if it's longer form, you've only got so much information or so much time that you can use on information. Yeah. So digging deeper is definitely an easy way to do it. Um, Another thing that we're talking about doing for our content marketing white paper that we just released was an infographic. So we've been talking about designing one with just the key takeaways, key stats that are in the white paper, just an infographic form. Because on um, Search Engine Journal specifically, infographics do really well. I think it's, for me, I like infographics because it makes the information really easy to digest and it's visually appealing. So it's easy to share. And so uh, that's another good way you could kind of dilute your content to reach another audience. Yeah. So like your goals when you're trying to create more content around a big piece should be twofold. So partially you want to not necessarily like use the word dilute, which I don't know is quite perfect. Um, (laughs) But distill it down, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I just, words are important to me. So I'm trying to think of, that one has a negative connotation to me, I guess. Um, But yeah, taking the highlights. So you can do Mm -hmm. that. So you can do a larger overview, but you can also break it down and take, you know, one paragraph and branch off from that. So there's a couple of different ways that you can go. Yeah, I mean, the the, op- the options are endless, and that honestly, that's probably a whole other podcast, I would say. Yeah, I think we ended up kind of <laughs> delving into that a bit. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, um, you know, Danielle, thanks so much for joining me. I know that we could keep going about this, and we probably could uh, for a later podcast. But For sure. Um, I hope everyone likes our white paper. We'll link to it in the recap post. And 
As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at SE Journal on Twitter. So until next time, this is Kelsey Jones and Danielle Antos for Search Engine Journal. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.